this year's World Missions Conference has focused on domestic missions, but more specifically upon Nasuvian ministries and Abaco through Pastor Chris Berner. We have challenged you from the Word of God that the theme of sharing and caring at home is only going to be carried forth with consistency if we are broken Christians. Because broken Christians share and care at home. We've also seen, last time we were in this theme together, that generous Christians will share and care at home. And the Lord has laid on my heart a third type of Christian who is going to be sustained in sharing and caring at home, and that is the impartial Christian. Impartial Christians share and they care at home. To be impartial is not to be prejudiced. To be impartial is not to be fair, excuse me, to be fair and open-minded, excuse me. To be impartial is not to show favoritism or disdain as a prejudgment of any person you think of. We meet the classic example of an impartial hero in Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan. You know it well. We should copy that guy. I'm going to be taking us to Luke 10, 25 to 35. If you have your Bibles, I'd love to hear you opening them and rustling the pages with me. Otherwise, the text will be on the screen. I'm going to read the whole parable. Let it speak for itself, and then we'll look at some more details of it. Hear the word of God as told by the Savior of God to a person who is asking about the neighbor duty of those who are God's. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is your written in your law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he, Christ, said to him, the lawyer, You have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. We've been called by the speakers, Do this. Jesus said to him, Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. 
and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Verse 25 to 29 again. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in your law? What is your reading of it? And so he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. He rattled it off, I'm sure. And Jesus said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this and you will live But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus, of course, brilliantly answered the lawyer's question as to who uh, was the lawyer's neighbor. And Jesus answered brilliantly the question, if we have it, who is our neighbor in Nassau? Verse 30. Then Jesus answered, said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. The descending road from Jerusalem to Jericho was notoriously unsafe. There are parts of Nassau that are the same. The road was rocky, remote, and strewn with robbers hiding in the many caves which are at the road's side. The man was very seriously assaulted. Actually, he was left for dead. The thieves were so desperate and so much in a hurry that they ripped the man's clothes off of him. No pocket left behind. You know, there are thieves in our city, too. You know, we have plenty of persons where we live and where we work who have been assaulted by a thief called COVID. Unemployment, domestic violence, depression, anxiety attacks, Some of these have been left by us for being dead. Family, we need to impartially share and care with them. Verse 31. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. You need to know that back then, A Jewish priest was respected. A priest, no doubt, would have quoted the Old Testament verses that Jesus answered the lawyer with about how to love God, etc. He could have known it by heart. But this particular priest in Jesus' parable was cold, and he was unwilling to help in any way. Verse 32. Likewise, A Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. The Levite was no better than the priest. Back then, a Levite was above average, religiously committed Jew. Maybe you consider yourself that way. That's why you come to Calvary Bible Church. You're more than average, religiously committed. That's what the Levites were. 
But like the priest before him, the Levite after him knew by heart the scriptures which the Lord gave to the lawyer. He knew them by heart, but he did not know them by his hands. Because this particular Levite (laughs) was also cold as ice and unwilling to get involved. Verses 33 to 35. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, when they departed, he took out two denarii, gave it to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever you spend more, I will, when I come again, I will repay you. So the third passerby voted in the Jewish high school yearbook, least likely to be decent. The third passerby, a Samaritan, <laughs> you know, if your Bible had sound effects, After verse 35, when it said the Samaritan took him on his own animal to an inn, paid the innkeeper to care for him, your Bible, if you had sound effects, would go boom, 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 boom. A Jewish reader or hearer of this parable would go, what? Boom, 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 boom. You see, Jews were prejudiced against Samaritans. They hated Samaritans. Jews thought they were half-breeds and spiritual mongrels. They were very undesirable to Jews simply by being born Samaritans. Understandably, understandably, Samaritans weren't too warm or welcoming either to Jews. Samaritans were equally prejudiced against Jews. That was why the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4 was shocked when Jesus, in his physical outward appearance, a Jew, bothered to speak to her. It had become a very ugly-to-heaven, God-grieving, religious feud. We have some of those in Nassau as well. The astounding thing, The point of this parable was that this particular Samaritan acted as an impartial helper to a Jew. He acted as a neighbor. You see, the good Samaritan lovingly set aside any presupposed animosity which he would have been raised to have against Jews when the eyes fell on an injured, left for dead Jew. He set aside what he was taught in his home to hate Jews, and he showed compassion. (laughs) This noble Samaritan Loved someone he was brought up to loathe. Have you been brought up to loathe anybody? I hope not. But if you have been brought up by anybody to loathe anybody, you need to love and eclipse your loathing with loving. And so the noble Samaritan loved someone he was brought up to loathe. He decided to care for that injured fellow human being, regardless of the financial cost to him, and regardless of having no NIB reimbursement. Do you know what happened? 
Do you know what happened? Compassion bloomed on that dusty, rocky road to Jericho. Probably the first time that compassion bloomed on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. What a beautiful thing that must have been. Verse 33 again. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. That, of course, was God-honoring impartiality. Let me ask you something. Not your brother, not your sister, not your mother, not your father, not your husband, not your wife. Let me ask you personally, individually, how's your IQ? I don't mean your intelligence quotient. I mean your impartiality quotient. How is your IQ? How impartial are you to others you meet every day? We live, as some of you know better than I do, we live in a city that is limping along, starving and parched, hungry and thirsty for more God-honoring impartiality from the church of Jesus Christ. Amen? May it start with us. May it start with me. Our city is desperate for more impartiality. You know, it's so easy to be partial. It's like falling off a log. It's so easy to be partial, therefore uh, uh, uncompassionate. For example, I've heard myself say, all jitney drivers are crazy drivers. Really? All of them? Or all politicians are only in it for the money. Really? Or everyone who works at a bank provides terrible customer service. Is that true? Those are partial statements. Or from outside of the church, as Bob mentioned, we are being noticed by people outside of this church fellowship. They say, and they show partiality by saying every church is full of hypocrites. Really? It is so easy to be partial, to prejudge someone else. God is not partial, and God forbid that any of us would be. You see, if we will consistently care and share at home, then we must consistently let the Holy Spirit make us impartial. Because impartial Christians are the ones who, through the test of time, Share and care at home. Shall we pray? Lord, Romans 2.11 is clear. For there is no partiality with God. Therefore, there must be no partiality with us, Lord. Help us, God. And Lord, in these three missions emphases Sundays, we have seen that you expect us to share and care in our city and country. 
And so you've called all of us without exception. You have called us to brokenness, to generosity, and to impartiality. Please, Lord, forgive us. For Jesus' sake, when we have been proud and cheap and partial. Lord, with your help and for your glory, we commit ourselves this service, this moment, this hour of our lives. We commit ourselves to being broken, to being generous, and to being impartial. We want to share and care in your name, in our city, and in our country. And that will look like one person at a time on our particular roads to Jericho. Help us to make it a habit to look for persons and situations where we can practically Share and care. We pray this because we know you hear us and we know you help us. We pray this in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen.